Hi, I'm Pastor Dallas Billington, Senior Pastor here at City Church, and we want to welcome you today to our services. We hope that no matter what you're facing in life, that through the message today, through God's Word, He will truly encourage your heart. Well, we're glad you're with us today, and you know, sometimes the first of the week, the Lord kind of puts on my heart on what to speak on, or we're going through a series or sometimes it's just like certain things happen in society. I thought, you know what? We need to, to look at that in God's word. And we're going to look in the Bible day on adapting to change and how we do that about how that we need to adapt to changing times, the times that we're living in. And we're going to look at 1 Chronicles chapter 12 and verse 32. Let's pray. Father, we're thankful today. Lord, it just seems in the last few days we've heard of so many people within our own church family, our fellowship, that are hurting or going through something that's, that was unforeseen. Something's changed. And we just know that, Jesus, we know who you are. You're our answer. You're our rock. You're our peace. You are our joy. And most of all, Jesus, you tell us that you are the God of all comfort. And, Lord, you give us wisdom on the days ahead. So, Lord, speak to our hearts today, each and every one of us. Lord, the same way, but each and every one of us in a different way. Uh, and what, what is happening in our own lives. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, uh, you know, I shared this, I think, several months ago, but I want to just touch on it again about how that if you're old enough, you remember... I remember when we first moved in our house out in, in uh, off a shirt and circle, and and then we were there. And uh, I don't know. I think I was three when we moved in there. Probably, I don't know. I started going after the phone when I was like six years old. You know, just running this big D answer phone or whatever. I don't know why. But anyways, if you remember or not, or you had this <clears throat> also in, at your house just for the first couple of years, uh, we had a party line with the neighbors. Didn't any, any of you have that? He said, what are you even, some of you, if you're under 40, you're like, what are you even talking about, you know? Well, a party line. Well, you know, I would pick it up and I'd just listen to the neighbors, you know, to see what they were talking about. You know, you did the same thing. Don't do it. Don't do it. You did the same thing. Well, anyways, isn't it amazing to see how times have changed? And we, we had to just go along with it. You went from, all of a sudden, we went from seeing the payphone and then Superman could no longer find a payphone to, to change into. No more, no more payphones, uh, the phone booth. And then it's in, I don't know if you remember this or not, I remember when I was living in Arizona that, that when I would call, I'd always wait, I would call collect, you know. And my mom would always pick the phone up and it, and it would say, would you accept a call from, you know, and, and I would, I'd have to wait. I'd hear my mom, yes, I'll accept the call, you know, whole thing. And it's like, what? You know, and it just kept going and going and all the changes that we just kind of went along with, right? We had to. It was just changing. And then we went from the, uh, the, the, do you remember the pagers? You know, it was really cool. You used to have one of those pagers, you know, and, and you know, it would go off. You'd see who would, who would page you, you know, and then you'd go find a phone. And then we went from that, and then we went from that to the actual uh, phones and the cars and then the cell phones. And then even a couple of years ago, you could no longer get an analog phone. It's just all uh, whatever you want to say, 4G, 5G, or whatever it is. Well, we've kind of 
we had to adjust to that. And so we're saying, you know what, I can adapt to change pretty well. But you are forced to do that. Things that you don't have to, to adapt to change with, you have a hard time doing. I'll give you a very sim simplistic example that, you know, you go to the grocery store and you have people that, that, that they have such a wide range of all kinds of different things. You've got certain people only eat a certain kind of peanut butter, right? They're fixed on that. You know, you bring home the wrong peanut butter, you know, it's it. You can't adapt it. Just, you're so focused, whether it's that or the ketchup or especially this with men. When you're, when you can't adjust to this, when your wife has that baby, you're no longer the baby. <laughs> you can't adjust to it. You have the hardest of time. You're feeling sorry for yourself and all the different things. And here she's just gone through 25 hours of labor and all the different, everything's new, but you're, you're mining or woaning and moaning and all the different things because you're not the baby anymore. You can't adjust. You're having a hard time adjusting to that. And all the different things that there's changes happening all the time that if, if we have to be, no, oh, I'm good about change. Most of us are not good when it comes to adapting to change. And if we're able to do it spiritually, God can flow it into the natural, not the other way around. So what, if you're able to really know that, you know, God has control of my life. And whatever this change is that I see before me, most of the time would change as we get older is something that hurts us. And as we go through that, God helps us through that. And let's look at a very important verse in 1 Chronicles chapter 12 and verse 32. It talks about different uh, tribes of Israel and, and, and gives this example of of the sons of Issachar in 1 Chronicles chapter 12 and verse 32. The sons of Issachar who had understanding of the times to know what Israel ought to do. Their chiefs were 200 and all their brethren were all at their command. What, what's happening here? Everything's changing in Israel. There is no king at this time, what they're saying that. The king has died. Who's going to take over? Well, everybody, everybody is like nervous about it. What's going to happen? Is, is another uh, army going to come in from another nation? Or we don't look too strong. What's, what's going to happen? Who's going to take over? The men of the sons of Issachar, notice that, were wise because they were able to understand the times, how were they able to adapt to this change? Because they remembered in the laws of Moses, what we have in the first part of the Bible, they had that then. They remember what was told to them. They remember down through <clears throat> what their, their parents had even taught them. That when David was a young man, he was anointed king. And they knew that if they followed David... That was going to be a part of God's will. And nothing could go wrong, I mean, as far as if they did that. Because they were following and doing what God said to do. Everybody else was, it seems like they were <clears throat> in turmoil. They weren't. They were able to understand, the Bible says, they, who had understanding of the time. In other words, they're already living <clears throat> in another realm of time because they already knew what God had said. 
<clears throat> what about us? We know life shakes us, but they already knew what the answer would be and who their leader would be. You know, when we get shaken, whether it's by divorce or death or, or an accident or something happens and, or cancer or whatever it might be, as we, as we get older in this life and something shakes us, we need to remember that as we can understand this time, that God is our rock. Jesus is our salvation, and he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. We're able to understand because we go to the one that does understand. And no matter what is happening in society, we know that no matter what we see swirling around us, Jesus is still in control of what I'm doing. I at least know that. You know, it's, it's been amazing to me, you know, and I'm very careful when I talk about elections. I'm very careful when I talk about, you know, this and that and so forth, but I always try and speak from the moral and aspect of this. We're looking at the same one. I thought that'd be good to bring this in today because the election was just last Tuesday in many states on certain issues and certain governorships and, and in the House, in their own houses as far as their state representatives and so forth. And we saw uh, a change in Virginia, if I can say it in that way, of who, they were all surprised who be, this guy came out of nowhere and became the governor. Why did that happen? And why was this wave, I don't want to say of Republicans, I don't want to say it that way. You know, just as many, and you know, I don't talk hardly at all about politics, but I so wanted to because of, of, I thought it was so important because we live in such fast-changing times and people could not, under, not, not understand what's going on politically. We need to look at it from a moral standpoint, from a biblical standpoint. Do you know just as many, just as many Democrats, almost as many, voted for the person who was elected as a Republican, just as many Democrats voted for that person as, almost as Republicans? Do you know why? Bible, because of what, people are, anyone from either side are so tired of the cancel culture. And of the what we call the wokeness, you know, <clears throat> you know that something's changing when you have liberal comedians siding with Christians. <laughs> you 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 know you know something is really kind of what? <laughs> what is the Lord showing us here? He's showing us even by a wave that we saw happen in many states that if we take a stand, we pray and we believe he still has the moral authority. There's still hope for our country. I can't stand the doom and gloom that I hear. Yes, we're living in end times. Yes, a lot of things aren't good, but I want you to know that Jesus, as we follow him, will bless our life. They understood the times. Are you and I willing to, as we look in what we're living in, that we know that times have changed. We know in many ways that is not good. But we also know that as we follow Jesus and as we pray, that we can adapt to these changes by still staying. Think about that. We can adapt by not changing our beliefs, by just getting stronger in not what, but who we believe in. It has become such a, and, and it was a, if you go on YouTube and you punch in uh, what liberal uh, news commentators thought about the election, 
It's, 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 you'll get a good laugh of that. It's unbelievable. I thought MSNBC was going to have a meltdown. And they could not understand what was taking place. What I'm saying is the times have changed when we still believe that Jesus is in control because why? As we adapt to changing times, God doesn't have a watch. That's amazing how, how we were all so excited that we got an extra hour sleep last night. We were so excited. We got an extra, you know, God doesn't look at that. We, we do. We have watch. We, have, we go by that. But God doesn't. But we live in such a culture that everything is changing so fast, we can actually see where we're going when we believe the same as the son of Issachar. They believed what God had already said. David was going to be king. God honored them for that. And it said even for further verses down, down further that the mighty men gathered around David because they were all in one mind to make him king. See, the more we are convicted in these changing times of what we believe, because a lot of people, I said that as jokingly as the liberal comedians, people are concerned and scared the way that we have headed in our culture. Jesus is the answer, not a politician, but he is the answer to show us that the moral authority is just that when it comes to him. There is no other greater authority. It stops with Jesus Christ. And if you and I look to him for that authority in our life, he will watch over you. He will give you the peace and he will give you the joy. Let's, let's look at another verse. Let's look up in the uh, New Testament in uh, Ephesians chapter 5 and verses 15 through 17. Ephesians chapter 5. And verses 15 through 17. See then, because of what we've just talked about, see then that you walk, that you live uprightly, circumspectly, that you walk uprightly or not as fools, but as a wise person, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. You ever, you ever hear, we all do this, don't we? Man, I sure wish I could do that over again. I sure wish I could change that. If I could go back and do that. You know, God says he will redeem the time. He'll buy it back. And he says in the book of Joel, he'll not only buy it back, he'll restore it. He'll buy it back and he'll restore it. None of us can do that. God can. So as we look to the Lord, he, he will do that because we all know, I don't have to give very many examples, we all know that the times are evil. But are we willing to walk a certain way? I'm here to tell you, it's not easy to walk that way sometimes. But I don't want to do like, if you've ever been to Disney World or you've ever been to a certain water park, they have that lazy river, you know? You just plop on that and you just go around and around and around. You know, after about an hour, you're kind of sick of that, aren't you? <laughs> I mean, really, really. I mean, it's just like, Wow, okay, hey, you look, hey, I saw that five minutes ago. You know, you just go around and around. Listen, we can go with a flow or we can do what that guy does that, that his buddies get betting $20 that as the elevator comes down, that he can't go all up the elevator the wrong way. You, you probably did that. Growing up, you can't 
hardly walk anymore, but used to be able to do that. You, you'd be with a bunch of guys, and you'd run up the elevator going the wrong way, right? <clears throat> what is that? I wanted to give that example because it's not easy to go against the flow, okay? It's not easy. <clears throat> the elevator comes down. It's very easy. But as it goes up, I, I just don't want to go with the flow. I, in, in many ways, God says at the beginning of this, it's going to be difficult. It's going to take some effort. You're going to have to stay in the Word. You're going to decide that you're going to follow my way. But if you do, Jesus is going to redeem the time in your life. How does he do that? You say, how, how, how does the Lord... And these changing times, how, how, how do I do I mean, it's just changing so fast. How do I do that? God tells us, first of all, that he is, no matter what has taken place, he is the foundation, okay? And him being the foundation and him being the same yesterday, today, and forever, he has all the answers that you need for your life and for my life. No matter what takes place, it's no surprise, and if that's the case, as we adapt to these changing times, we can do it because God says no matter what happens, any time of any portion of any day, as much as you need it, I will give you wisdom. Now, I'm not here to get on you or get on myself because I'm just as guilty sometimes. How many times last week did we ask the Lord for wisdom? Are we trying to figure it out ourselves? It's like this. You ever be, you know, you got a busy day and you look at the day, you got this, you got this, you got this, you got all these things you got to do. You go, how am I going to get that done? I don't know how I'm going to get that done. And all of a sudden somebody calls and that certain appointment was canceled and you just got this certain amount of time freed up. That's what God does in our life. When we ask him for wisdom, he just brings a certain way that we can live that we're not frustrated. Everybody else, you can, they cannot seem to get traction in this changing time. And God says, if you look to me, I will help you to adapt. How do we look to him? Well, let's close with this verse. How do we look to him? In the book of Psalm, he gives you a promise in which we're going to close with today. If you don't have this memorized, if it's not written in your Bible, you need, you need to highlight this or, or memorize this verse in Psalm chapter 16 and verse 11. Psalm chapter 16 and verse 11. You, meaning God, you will show me the path of life. In your presence is the fullness of joy. Yeah, I remember a few weeks ago I, t I, I shared with, you know, a difference between a, a four-year-old and a 40-year-old. If, if you were here that day, I said that that the difference between a four and a 40-year-old, that a four-year-old sociologists have studied that a four-year-old can laugh up to 40 times a day. The average 40-year-old laughs once a day. Think about that. You ever heard we hear so much to have a childlike faith? When we have a childlike faith, we relax. You know, God's in control. The way we adapt to change, how we adapt to change, God tells us he gives a, a great example in the book of Psalm, not just this verse, but he also tells us thy word, his word, as far as the future goes, as far as what you're going to face at 2 o'clock today or tomorrow, as far as the future 
holds for you and I, what God does is this. We want to make it easier. He says, my word is a lamp to your feet and a light to your path. What do we say here at City Church all the time? Five minutes a day. Five minutes. So much has changed from where we were this time last week, last Sunday, and today. Pastor and I and Pastor Brett were talking in the back on how many things we heard of all different things that has changed for people's lives. And it's just life. We don't like a lot of things that have happened. But Jesus says he is our foundation. And as we go through this life, as we always see him, he is a lamp. He, Jesus, is a lamp. His word, this is what he said. And the word became flesh. Jesus tells us as we look to him, he is light to our lamp, to our feet, a light to our path. Five few minutes a day. We spend with him. He's, oh, I, I, oh, wow. And he, you didn't even realize in the morning or late that night that he was preparing for you exactly what you're going to face. That no one else, no one, no one else can do that. We look to ourselves for the answer. We try and figure it out. We don't know how it's going to work out. And we fret and we worry and we wonder what's going to take place. And, and, and we're at a, if we, some people say, I'm not in a good place or not in a good place. Why? Look to Jesus. And even though you might not have the answer today, you know what you will have? You'll have his peace. I, I don't know what I'm going to face. I don't know what all of us are going to face. But let me close in what it says again. You will show me the path of life. We stay. Who's he today? It's Jesus. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, he ignites these pages into our life. And he shows us. That's why a lot of times I pray at the beginning of the service, Lord, speak to us all in the same way, but all in a different way. Because we all are going to go through something different. But the same God, the same Jesus is going to do the same in our life all in a different way. That, to me, is a miracle within itself. We, you are his daughter. You are his son. And he is never going to leave you. And he's never going to forsake you. And he actually says that you will, that meaning God will show me the path of life. And in your presence, in his presence, we will have joy. How are we in his presence? By taking time to look into his word. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. God is speaking as we close today about eternity. Have we forgotten that, that we're about eternity? You know, um, kind of popped into my mind a year ago this time. I um, was talking to the insurance broker and, and my health, health insurance. And, uh, and we were talking back and forth and, and how you have to re-up for your health insurance every year, usually between November and December. And she was real nice. She goes, hey. She goes, this is a year ago right now. That's how fast time changed. She goes, hey. She goes, uh, this time next year when you turn 65, you're going to get a great deal on the insurance. I heard nothing that she said <laughs> except those numbers. 65. Nobody else had said that to me before then. 
It's like that Charlie Brown. You remember the TV shows that come on this time of year? Uh, the adults, the, the adults are just, you don't hear anything. I heard nothing except she said 65. I've, who is she talking about? Who is she talking to? I couldn't believe, that's not me. I, that's not me. I don't know how I got here. But I'm here to tell you that you're on the same path that I am. And you're graduating from high school and you think, you know, man, I'm never going to, I'm always going to be in great shape and it's all, I'm always going to be able to do this or that. And, you know, as long as I work out, I won't have any aches and pains and everything will be fine. Yeah, go, go ahead. Let them believe that for a while. But here's the deal. Here's the deal. Listen, listen, I just want you to always think about eternity. When we bring eternity into perspective, you have hope. In this changing world, that so much unrest, so much depravity, so much uncertainty, especially in the Middle East. We don't know what's going to happen or when World War III is going to be, and all these different things that we know what we're living in. I want you to know today that God tells us this for a reason. You know, in, in, in the New Testament, and we'll close this, he tells us that a day with the Lord it's like a thousand years, and a thousand years like a day. And I think, Lord, why, do you, why did you tell us that? Well, first of all, he tells us that, I believe, to, to know that he lives outside of time. God lives outside of time. And he wants you to know that the way he looks at it, that, that Everything that you're facing and all the adversity and all the hurt, and maybe you've had people pass away in your life, and you have certain times life, you miss them more than others, and sometimes it gets overwhelming, and, and all these different things that go on and, that we face in life. And Jesus wants us to see heaven. He wants us to adapt to all these changes that we still have the same destination. As this time flies by, day with the Lord is like a thousand years and a thousand years is a day. That's why, you know, uh, so many Christians want the Lord to come back. Yeah, do I want the Lord to come back as he talks about the rapture he's going to bring, take all the Christians out of here before it gets bad? Absolutely. But I, if I can say this in the right way, I don't like when I see so many different people or preachers. Oh, I just wish the Lord would come back right now. I, I want him to come back, but not right now. You say, well, why, Dallas? Because, you know, in last week, within one week, 100,000 people accepted Jesus Christ as their Savior in the world. Think about that. We want people to have what we have. And we have hope. If you're watching today, you have hope if you know Jesus. If you're here today and something traumatic that has happened in your life, you look to Jesus and he is your anchor, he is your rock, and he will get you through because sometimes they're just more difficult than other times. Just are, especially when we go into the holidays. You're hurt. Jesus is saying, I'm the God of all comfort. I'm here. I know. I know you miss and you fill in the blank who you miss. I know, but you're much sooner than we all think as these times continue to change, much sooner than we all think. Jesus says in the very last book of the Bible, that's why he says we're blessed when we read it. He said in the very last book, he says, 
I'm going to wipe away the very last tear that you cry. Because in heaven, there's no more pain, there's no more sorrow, and there's no more suffering. And we will be with Jesus. And the Bible says we will continue to learn about who he is and his grace that we will learn new every day. By his grace, we're saved. By his grace, he's there. Even though we mess up, he's there to help us and get us through and wipe up all our bruises and cuts and hurts and say, I'm here. I haven't gone anywhere. The Bible tells us even when we don't know what to pray for as his children, he hears our heart and he knows all things. Let's pray. You're here today and we are living in such changing times. Things go so fast, we can't keep up with them. Jesus is always ahead. And he knows exactly what you need. He's had you here today, whether you're watching or here, to hear this message just for you, for what you're facing in your mind or in your heart or the news that you heard last week. He'll never leave you, and he will never forsake you. All I am through the power of the Holy Spirit is here just to remind you every week that you have hope, that you have hope in this crazy world that we live in. If you don't have that hope and you're not sure of eternity and you're not sure of how you can get through next week and you're watching or you're here today, I want you to know Jesus made a way. He gave his life, God's only begotten son. He gave of himself, put himself on that cross of Calvary, and by his blood that he shed for us, his perfect blood, we can have eternal life in heaven if we're just willing to have, as the Bible says, a childlike faith. So first of all, as a believer, whatever you're going through, have that childlike faith. Secondly today, if you don't know Jesus, pray that prayer. Jesus, forgive me. A sinner. I believe you died on the cross for me, and I ask you to come into my heart by faith to forgive me for all my sins. And then he will. As we always say, and his word tells us, from this day forward, Lord, as my Savior, help me to live by your resurrection power. Jesus, we thank you. We praise you that there is always hope no matter what we're facing. Father, as we stand and Ben leads us in this invitation, Lord, if there's someone even here today that's never prayed that prayer and they want to have that hope, which I talked about today, and this uncertainty that we live in, let them know they can step out walk down here and I can show them in your word and they can pray those same words out loud and you will be their Lord and Savior for all eternity. We ask you that in Jesus' name. Amen. I hope Jesus, through the power of the Holy Spirit, has spoke to you today through his word. 
you know, no matter what you go through, no matter what you face in life, I want you to know that through the one, Jesus Christ, through his death on the cross of Calvary, he shed his perfect blood for you and for me. And if you pray right now and ask Jesus into your heart, the message that you heard today, why God is speaking to you, I want you to know that you can have hope. And all you have to do is pray with me right now. Don't try and figure it out. The Lord says by faith, we accept Jesus as our Savior, and you'll have hope for eternity. You say, Dallas, will you help me? What do I have to do? Well, let me share with you a verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. If you're willing to believe that God sent his Son to die on a cross for you, just pray this prayer with me right now. And you can have heaven as your home. Jesus will forgive you for anything you've done in this life. And you can have hope from this day forward. Pray this prayer. Dear Jesus, forgive me a sinner. I believe that you're God's son. And you came and lived a perfect life. And you died on the cross. And you shed your perfect blood for all of my sin. And right now, Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart to forgive me for all of my sins and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And from this day forward, help me to live by your resurrection power. In Jesus' name. If you've prayed that prayer, we want to hear from you. Contact us through our website, City Church AC, or you can get at our church app through any of the um, streaming services, and we want you to know that we'll contact you. And from this day forward, no matter what you face, you'll always have hope, knowing that Jesus is your Savior, and he'll come through in your life. Thank you for being with us today.